So now that we've talked about all the good stuff, let's do the podcast. <laughs> Happy November 1st. November 1st. You're joining us after some really interesting discussion. Yeah, so... Maybe, but we're never going to tell you what that was. But it did involve Taco Bell commercials. Yeah, tell me about the Taco Bell commercial. That was good. There's this ridiculous Taco Bell commercial that I've seen a lot recently because I've been watching the World Series. I like baseball and I like the baseball playoffs. I've been watching the baseball playoffs and the World Series. It's, it's Americanism. It's baseball, <laughs> apple pie, and the American way. Well, there's a great uh, Field of Dreams speech, one of the greatest monologues in cinema history and also baseball history, which Terrence Mann... This is James Earl Jones. James Earl Jones says... Well, I can't do it justice. Come I'd on, have you to look can, it up. Go, Bobby. Do your, do your well, voice. Okay, okay, do okay. the voice. You, why don't you guys... Do it in the no. Cuomo enforcer voice. <laughs> that would be sacrilege. <laughs> sacrilege. <laughs> <laughs> Let me look up the speech itself, okay? so, so I People will least, come, Ray. At least get the, uh, the words right. They'll come. <laughs> I, I can't even remember it. I don't even know if... It, I They'll come to Iowa. Not knowing why. See, that's the part that everybody remembers. Yeah, I know. It's the, you're talking about but, when it, when he's in the uh, they're in the car, the they're, that VW air cooled VW van, hippie van. No, this is this is the that same speech. The people will come speech. Oh, is it okay? But there's other stuff in it that I think is really great. He he says. Oh, I don't remember the whole thing. He says. I've just known people that like baseball. How you can sit and watch these guys wink at each other and toss that ball around every once in a while for three hours. <laughs> oh, I'm just kidding. It's a fun sport. He, he says, he says the one constant through all the years, Ray has been baseball. Can you get, get a little lower? Go a little America lower. has rolled by like an army of steamrollers. It's been erased like a blackboard rebuilt and erased again. But baseball has marked the time. The field, this game, it's part of our past, Ray. It reminds us of all that was once good and could be again. Oh, people will come, Ray. People will most definitely come. <laughs> it's such a great movie. It is. It is. And when, if you're it, new around here, we did a, we did a, we did a, accidentally did an episode on Field of Dreams. Right. It was really awesome. It was one of my favorite episodes. Yeah. It was sort of a Zion slash Field of Dreams uh, exploration. It was great. Field of, field of Dreams. And some of these other movies that we've kind of looked at closely have a, have a common theme in them that they kind of get to or, or treat in little different ways. But that common theme is reunion with the creator or reunion with the father. And I think that that's an important Well, theme. it's not just reunion with the father because in Field of Dreams, remember, who, who came? If you build it, he will come. Right. Now, people start coming. Who The first guy that comes is Shoeless Joe. Mm -hmm. Who's Shoeless Joe? He's an angel. 
Right. Right. But he doesn't, it, it's just funny how they do it. But the cornfield is, we, we kind of settle on this idea that the cornfield is Zion. Is this and heaven? And the, the baseball, yeah, this is Iowa. <laughs> <laughs> but, it, but the baseball uh, players, they're the hosts of heaven, right? Right. And then, of course, Ray Kinsella is reunited with his father, which is a very touching moment. It's very right. poignant. I mean, the, the, the film is just beautiful. If you, if you don't, well, I'm not going to say it, but <laughs> I, I love the movie Field of Dreams. It was excellent. What you were going to say is and if it, you don't love Field of Dreams, you don't have a heart exactly. beating in your chest. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. a brain in your head. That's what I was going to say. But uh, it's uh, episode 12. We did Approaching the Field of Dreams, and it was a great episode because we, we just kind of happened on this right. incredible discussion and metaphor. So I, I'll, I'll shout out uh, episode 12, if you haven't heard it, is a really good one. So I've been watching a lot of baseball lately, yeah. and and there's also an ad where uh, who it's a car maker I think someone has taken that speech that Terrence Mann speech and turned it into an ad. But even in that crass way, I get a little emotional just hearing the words from James Earl Jones. But and that's why they did it. There's right as a response, right? Because which is what you're getting. Target to. audience is people like me. <laughs> People will come, Ray. People will buy the cars, Ray. <laughs> but there's another commercial from Taco Bell, and there's this young couple. They're on the beach. It's kind of nighttime, and they're kind of making doe eyes at each other, and they run off along the beach, and they're holding hands, and it's this great you know, summer love moment, and they're going to kiss. And just as they start to almost kiss, this, this uh, buoy falls over. And dong. I remember it's Taco Bell. Right. The bell on the thing rings and she snaps into this trance and just turns around and leaves. And, and the guy's kind of like, what's what? going on? He's kind of in a trance too, but. He was entranced by her. She wanders off and then it cuts to her walking to Taco Bell and buying a taco. So the bell rang and, and her programming kicked in. And she went and got a taco. And it, it's supposed to be kind of humorous, but at the same time... It is time, kind of funny, but it's also it's quite little, scary. It's a little deranged, yeah. Are we so willing to hand over our uh, subconscious mind? Because as you were explaining to me, you know, that, that young love, that teenage romance is supposed to be... It's the 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 pinnacle yeah, of of the trance. Of youth. It's, the, it's what perpetuates but, our society, right, our, it's the, our human race. It's supposed to be the unbreakable trance, the bond, the the magnetism, the chemistry that nothing else can get through. But right. for the Taco Bell bell, right, the Taco Bell to get through it. This is a yeah. this is a little bit of she, a she a, she, an she int- gave up uh, summer love for a. For a taco. Sounds taco a little bit like a vegetable Jacob and Esau <laughs> beef flavored vegetable slop. Yeah, and they're not that good, are they? Not really. Not really that great. But uh, yeah, it's it's a strange illustration on this Pavlovian society we live in. Are it we? Is. Are we that? Is that who we are? It's yeah, largely, largely. Yeah. I mean, I think we're finding that out. There was another, there's an article that we want to recommend to you, which was by a guy named CJ Hopkins. I think we've talked about of Consent Factory. Some of he his shows stuff up every before, once in a while. He, he wrote a great article that ended up on Zero Hedge this last week talking about making it through the winter, that we're about to see 
a winter of the new normals, I think is what he called it, where, well, where people are going to try to, the, the mainstream is going to try to foist upon us the, these ideas that they want to cement, that we're actually in a pandemic, that there is some sort of a dangerous disease out there that's you know more dangerous than the statistics show. Because right. again, like I know people out there have gotten very sick from this, okay? But that doesn't mean it's anything worse than the type of flu or cold well, stati- we've had in the last... Statistically. La- every, every once in... A, every 20 years, 10 years, this sort of thing happens. People get really sick. I just want to remind you people that. Maybe it was engineered in a cave in Morocco or in a, a strange lab in Wuhan province in uh, China. But regardless, statistically, it has not proven to be deadly like they want you to think. And they've, they've been able right. to declare pandemics. That's a legal framework that they set up long ago to allow them to invoke emergency powers, right? So that's we're experiencing the fallouts from this bureaucratic snafu, this regulatory snafu that was... And and I think of snafu in the terms of a trap, a, a trap that was set that we all got caught up in. That's that's exactly what's happened. And so, Hopkins Hopkins postulates that this winter they're going to try to close the trap entirely, but they're having a hard time because you know, let's go, Brandon. People right. are people are waking up and they're they're they think we should be back to normal. And the media, on one hand, the the media elites are acting a certain way. But the regular Joes are trying to pop out of it. And so he's, he's saying, look, if we can last the winter without them getting a full stranglehold on us, it's over. But So what are they going to do this winter, I think, is the, the natural yeah, there was some, uh, ex, extrapolation there from was his some, article. I think they sort of tried this last winter. You remember Joe Biden said last fall something like, we're, we're entering into a dark winter. I think is what what he said. The phraseology was "dark winter." I think, and but last year I think they could keep everybody at bay, kind of keep everybody compliant and and uh, malleable because the the promise of the vaccine. Well, there was the promise of the vaccine, and also the people had not quite recognized the the emperor not wearing any clothes right, uh, not right. a lot of people had but but many people hadn't and so now but they even though even those who had recognized it were were satiated or or uh uh held at bay with hey get this vaccine it's going to be available to everybody and there's really a light soon, at the end of the tunnel and then we'll go back to normal right and, and now they want everybody to be vaccinated right that's three the, four five times the, the, yeah they're just they're just uh baby stepping this thing by the way i've um I've been in contact with my sources at Pfizer. Oh yeah. And we're working on a, a monthly subscription plan. You get twelve shots for the cost of ten. <laughs> you just get one every month. So you okay. save a little bit of money. Brought to you by Pfizer. Yeah. So so as they're as they're trying to ratchet this, think about how a ratchet works. You just get a little bit of movement and you move back and get a little bit more movement. Um it's a very effective tool, and so they're using that in a psychological way. And I think we can have a little empathy for the public back when the full court fear press was on in March of last year, and then towards the end of the year, they they were able to ramp it up again. Was it Delta? Was Delta variant last year or this year? Yeah, it doesn't even matter. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> we Delta variant has just become a phrase for anything to do with with 
any any vaccinated person that gets COVID, which a lot of them are, including our favorite press secretary Jen Psaki, just she's tested, your favorite press just secretary. Tested positive. She is my single source of truth. Uh, I don't know why Bobby has this fixation. I, I think he might. If Bobby's wife is listening, he may actually have a crush on the Prime Minister of New Zealand because she keeps coming up, and I, I don't understand this. I I'm like a little bit put off. Like she she makes she's like she would be a good actress in a horror film. Like all you'd have to do is yeah. put her up there in there and that would foreshadow everything. I'd be like, Oh, I'm, f- I'm fascinated with the, the, uh, Australian and New Zealand, the, the government down there, the government agents, these premiers with, you know, kind of like a governor, the prime ministers. Well, these are essentially common parliamentary the, systems, Commonwealth systems that they're broke off of the British, but their tyranny crown is or they're still under the are they still they're still under the yeah crown, they're commonwealth they? but they're independent i don't really know i don't think they're independent any, they well they're certainly not independent but they're not i, I don't know how that works because canada the uk australia new zealand those, it's all under this common those countries are following a similar pattern yeah and it's i don't think it's coincidence that they're all sort of on the road, further down the road to serfdom than the United States is right now, but not. That well, much I think farther. they are serfs, right? But she, so the 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 Australian and New Zealand are syrupy sweet about it. You know, there's a clip of Yacinda Ardern being asked if it's a if this society's being broken into two-tiered, like a two-tiered society, the unvaccinated and the vaccinated. And she has a big smile on her face and she says, yep, yep, that's what it is. Yep. Like, the, it, she cuts him off. She's like, oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, she, it's almost like, well, what? Uh, yeah. Y- just deal with it. Right. That's what it is. Right. And the, now people are starting to rise up in New Zealand. I saw clips of massive people, masses of people on the street. And this is something that this uh, article, this Hopkins article, he talks about the rising up of the working, the working class. It's, this is not the Zoom class. This is not the, uh, you know, the academics. And we've seen that in the United States in the form of pilots and air traffic controllers and he firefighters, frame, policemen. He frames it really well. Well, let me just read this. He says, The vast majority of, West, of the Western world has been transformed into a pseudo-medical dystopia in which you have to show your health purity papers to enter a cafe and get a cup of coffee. Now, you know what? Utah, in the, in the inner mountain west, in the everlasting hills. In the shadow of the everlasting hills. Somehow, like, we're, we're keeping this at bay. I think it has to do with gun culture, guys. Buy guns. If you're listening to me, buy a gun. If you're a woman that is listening to this, buy a gun. Bring it home. Show it to your husband. Okay, he will want one too. Not, not in a threatening manner. <laughs> yes. <laughs> don't. I, don't my pull guess. A gun. <laughs> my guess is he will not be threatened. He will be quite excited, but in the right. positive way, or vice versa. <laughs> if you're a guy, you know, talk to your wife. And now, guys need to be a little careful about this. Don't just buy a gun for yourself. Buy his and hers. You can get guns with you know in pink or. Pretty colors. Blue. If your wife's into that, your wife might want a nice gun metal. There's a beautiful, if you can find one, uh, a beautiful little SIG uh, P238 
they make in what they call rainbow titanium. Right. It's sweet. That rainbow titanium is caught on like there's uh you can get it. They call it like oil slick. I've seen it called. Oh yeah. It's cool color. It's a it's it's a it changes, shimmers in changes, the light. Yeah, you think it's about kind of like, iridescent. Think about like some spilled oil on water. It's better than that. It yeah, but it's Could, really cool. Look look up color shift paint jobs. Yeah. You can get color shift wraps for cars. They just they change color depending on what what angle you're looking at. Anyway, now that we're I'm uh, salivate fantasizing over guns. I lost all guns. my guns in a random yeah, boating accident. Yeah, exactly. Me too. It was weird. Anyway, people who ha- people who refuse to get experimentally vaccinated, quote unquote, against and and this is uh this is the thing. People who refuse to get experimentally vaccinated against a virus that causes mild to moderate symptoms or often no symptoms whatsoever in about 95% of the infected and the overall infection fatality rate of which is approximately 0.1 to 0.05%. Those people are being systematically segregated, stripped of their jobs, denied medical treatment, demonized as a danger to society, censored, fined, and otherwise persecuted. He framed it really well. Right. A virus that causes mild to moderate symptoms, or often no symptoms whatsoever in about 95% of the infected, and the overall infection fatality rate of which is approximately 0.1 to 0.5%. That means you're going to have about half a person per thousand die from this virus. Now, I've studied this. What, we've, what we saw last year was our mortality rate increased, our, our, just our, our straight-up nominal total per, uh, fatality rate or death rate increased by about half a person per thousand during this time period. Now, we have a population that's aging, so that's not taking into account the idea that our, every year, our baby boomers, which make up a significant uh, segment of the population, proportion, proportionally, they're getting older, right? So our death rates should be increasing. So, you know, between one and one half of a person, total fatality rate, all causes, okay, all deaths, all causes, went up by about half a person per thousand last year. Okay, that's that's significant because... They threw the kitchen sink at these stats. Everything was called a with COVID death, right? Right. And right. I, I mean, I, I don't even know what else to say about it. I think for our listeners, we don't have to say much else. But the statistics have been manipulated dramatically. And uh, good people out there are being persecuted and pushed into this uh, matrix paradigm. Right. Why? Because they want to to enact vaccine passports. I think that's the end game here. We've talked about that. Catherine Austin Fitz has talked about it. Don't let them get the vaccine passports. We got to push back. The passport quickly becomes a digital ID, digital currency, digital wallet, digital pass to do anything, and and it's a real easy step from requiring you to show proof of vaccination to go to the basketball game or the cafe to proof of of ideological vaccination, proof yeah. of, like, we need to make sure you've not got any misinformation on your phone, please. The, the, the pictures on this uh, article that CJ posts are really amazing. He's got a, he's got a, 
front page headline from the Courier Mail, which I believe is uh, an Australian paper. And their public enemy number one is, I think, some sports star who's unvaxxed. It says, unvaxxed border jumper puts state on COVID alert. Yeah, and it's clear from the photo, if that's him, that he's he's like the physical... He's a specimen. Specimen of, you know, he's like the statue of David. Like the guy's obviously healthy. Right. And they've got him making a funny face. And he, of course, he's wearing a, a wife beater t-shirt. Can we say that on the air? A wife beater? With a woman who... <laughs> Birthing person beater. Yeah. <laughs> he's... <laughs> It's a birthing person companion beater. <laughs> okay, that's the correct term. But there's a there's a picture of a scantily clad woman on his shirt. Anyway, it's got like three X's up at the top. It says, allegedly entered QLD without pass. Check. Right. Hasn't used check-in app since September. Check. Left hospital despite medical advice not to check. I mean, one of the nightmares I'm having is... Don't be like Duran. Is w- waking up in a hospital like you suddenly you black out and you end up in the hospital and then you have to try to escape the hospital. Yeah, well, isn't that the opening scene of uh, the Walking Dead television show? The main character wakes up in the hospital and everything's ruined. I don't know. I haven't seen it. Is that the way it is? Yeah. The, the first scene of the first episode of the first season, which... I, I watched the first season of that show and I thought these are it's called the Walking Dead or Waking Dead? Walking Dead. Very popular TV show there for a while. Based on a series of comics. Really? I've never I, heard of this. No, I'm just kidding. I, I have heard of I the Walking Dead. I watched the first season and I thought these are the dumbest people on the planet. They all deserve to get eaten by these zombies. And I never watched it again. <laughs> look, look, look. The zombies in the first season of The Walking Dead, because there's different kind of zombies, right? You have the zombie land zombies, which are like superhuman, or the uh, uh, what's the are they like Brad the, Pitt movie, uh, World War Z, yeah, and then there's I zombies, Am Legend zombies. Those zombies are intelligent and athletic. The zombies in yeah, the, the, the Walking Dead, the I Am Legend zombies are like Superman, right? That's not the case in The Walking Dead. They're the traditional dead. Raised. Drag your foot zombies. Yeah, they can't open doors. They can't use tools. They can't think. They can't communicate. They're just mindless beasts that wander around moaning. And yet somehow they end up catching people who are alive and can think and communicate and can use, who can use guns and tools and locks on doors and who could leave the area. <laughs> They could leave the area. Do these zombies have the one characteristic that makes them powerful, and that is that they tend to congregate in groups? They can congregate in groups. Around the corner from the people in the movie. (laughs) And they, you know, they react to noise and, you know. Loud noises. But it's like, you can, you can leave to a different, you don't have to, because it's concentrated in cities, because that's where people are concentrated. Can you walk faster than these zombies? Yes. Yes. You don't have to run? And then they end up at the end of season one, they end up in downtown Atlanta at the CDC headquarters in Atlanta. Anyway, it's really, I just didn't, I didn't, uh, it was too hard. I was too much disbelief to suspend for, for me. (laughs) How do we get on that? Well, these people in this article. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, we were talking about CJ Hopkins here and you've got, 
I think it's a sports star. I, th- I you know, I don't know for sure. The guy in the newspaper. But yeah, he's he's yeah. saying. Uh, he says. I, I don't know if it's a sports star. I I don't know either. But no, there's like a QR code with a like a promotional circle around it. Don't be like Duran. Scan your code to get vaxxed. Yeah, how does scanning... A, I can't get vaxxed by scanning a code. I would still have to take other measures, like having people show up to my house, tie me down, and jab me uh, against my will. I guess if you scan the code, that tells them where your location is. <laughs> and if you scan it, you're obviously not vaxxed because you still need to get vaxxed. There's another picture he's got. It's a screen grab of a tweet from someone named Dr. Shane Huntington OAM, apparently. He says, sitting in the RCH Melbourne, which is a hospital, with my son hooked up to heart monitors post his second Pfizer shot. I have a message for all parents. Get your kids vaccinated if you can. These side effects are rare and manageable. Help protect us all. You know what his else is son rare? is hooked up to heart monitoring <laughs> Technology. Right. You, you, you know what's rare, rarer than the side effects in young men? Actual symptoms of coronavirus. Right. That's more rare. Well, if, you, if, you, if you're young, if you're under the age of 24, it's like uh, the, your chances of, of having any sort of a problem with, with uh, SARS-CoV-2 is like nil. It's almost right. statistically, right. it's not statistically impossible, but it's very, very small. But your chance of having damaging neurological or cardiac type of problems, they're high. That's high. It is. It like is. Don't, don't let your, your boys, don't let your children be vaccinated. Don't let them grow That's up starting to be to cowboys look dangerous. either. Yeah. <laughs> well, this author kind of, he says basically they have to switch. He says that they're losing the narrative. And I, I kind of agree with him on that because now even mainstream news outlets are saying that the unvaccinated can get and spread. It's hard to judge because they're still saying it's safe and effective and it works. So, but he, he, although people are starting to get booster shots, what he's saying is they got to pivot to this new threat. They're going to have to double down on the coronavirus. Today's November 1st. I think I mentioned that Monday, November 1st, right now, unless it ended last night, Right now in Glasgow, Scotland, is the COP26, the uh, Conference of Parties 26. Glasgow? They're doing this in Scotland? Yeah, I believe so. And this is a big climate change conference. So all of these world leaders got on their private jets and they flew out over there. And they're meeting together in big opulent rooms having... For sure, they're not eating real meat, right? At these conferences, <laughs> they're eating small children. Oh, jeez. Well, I was gonna say they're, just, they're, like, they're eating, you know, like fake meat because, like, Bill Gates. No, that's not what those people eat. These people. Well, these people are better than work, us. Are working in darkness. They're eating your children. All those children that are missing, the ones on the back <laughs> of the milk containers. That's where they are. Is in Glasgow. Right. Gla- Glasgow. Excuse me. Well, they're telling us that, as they do, that if we do not fundamentally change our 
our economies and our way of lives and our social interactions and our diets and our travel habits that the world will end in 15 or 20 minutes. Why is it called COP? Council or Conference of Parties. I, did they try to come up with an acronym that said COP or were they, are they just stupid? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I, I don't know. I don't know. But what does he, Council on Parties mean? I don't know. I think it's parties like different political parties from all over the world. Why wouldn't it be Council of Parties? I think it is. Council of Parties or Conference of Parties. I don't know. Oh, no. Okay. I was just, while, while you were talking, I was only paying half attention. That's why the random comments, because I'm trying to see if Fox News, you know, if Fox News is starting to put out the coronavirus scare, scare stuff that they're going to go back to it, right? Because they have, right. you have your, your mainstream garbage, CBS, NBC, ABC, and MSNBC, and then you got Fox. And so you kind of, Fox is the controlled opposition. And Fox is really spending a lot of time, uh, making sure to harass one of the f- the uh, media darlings, Alec Baldwin. Okay. <laughs> You're listening going, what just happened? Well, we just had probably the most important, articulate, insightful discussion we've ever had on this podcast. Just a minute ago. And I looked down and realized that the counter was not moving on the recorder because the data card filled up. And so we lost 20 or 30 minutes. This is mostly due to a lack of funding at the Omniversity, the Flood Bruno (laughs) Omniversity. Uh, For for the listeners, if you're not aware, this is a privately funded podcast slash Omniversity endeavor. And our listeners are not Pulling the full weight of getting more listeners to... It's your fault. It's your fault. <laughs> you are the reason that we're having to beat you with a stick and lock you down and make you wear masks. It's your fault. Right. Right, so right if, Governor Cox? If, if, we had, if we could at least double the listenership, we would never have these problems. Well, what, you know, what that is, that what was is another, two times okay, zero? A million. I want I want to bring up you sent me an op-ed that Spencer Cox it's funny cuz this break in the action ca- has caused like a shift in a rift in the space-time <laughs> continuum. We're going to get back to COP26 here and we're not even going to go back to the Alec Baldwin discussion which I think is what got truncated. But cuz we got to play some stuff from from Prince Albert Edward Charles whatever his name is. Charles. And but there was an op-ed in the Deseret News where Spencer Cox literally was out trying to tell people to stop calling them Nazis because it was an affront to the Holocaust victims. Yeah, people people were protesting, and they the the thing that he specifically took objection to, and that's really hurt his feelings, was someone created a swastika out of syringe needles, like vaccination needles, and he was outraged over it. Said it was a moral outrage to compare anything that's happening today to the Holocaust and called it anti Semitic. It's absurdity beyond belief. Class, uh, you know, it's the epitome or a perfect example of uh, Class A gaslighting. Right. Because what they are doing is absolutely dehumanizing a certain uh, element of the population and they're following the Nazi playbook. 
to make, because the last thing they did with the Jews is they put them in ghettos and they, they told the public that they were dirty and filthy. And then because of their uh, reduced living standards, they did get, catch some diseases like typhoid. And so the term filthy Jew or dirty Jew took hold and the people hated the Jews because they thought they were disease carriers. Right. And then they were willing to kill them. It's a ridiculous op-ed. It's weak. It's based on 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 lies. Frankly, it's historically ignorant. It ignores yeah. all of the things that led up and made made what we think of as the Holocaust, the killings and the burnings and the gassings. It made all of that possible. And, and right. It's like this. This is this is Hitler's Germany, nineteen thirty seven or thirty eight or something. You guys. I mean. The end result has yet to be seen. If we, if we're able, if they are able to, and we don't keep them from being able to label a whole segment, the unvaxed, a whole segment of the population as unclean and disease-ridden, when it also then then all that stuff can happen. All that Holocaust is, stuff can it happen. Is and happening. It will happen. Look, there are people, there are prominent people on social media saying things like, "Unvaccinated people should be denied." hospital care. Unvaccinated people should be denied voting rights. Unvaccinated people should be segregated and shipped off to their own forest communities, maybe in a place called Siberia. There's people, people are calling for the, the banishment of unvaccinated. Never mind that the vaccine doesn't do much, if anything. You can still get the disease. You can still spread the disease. You can still die from the disease. None of that is even entering the minds of these people who are mindlessly, brainlessly calling for the banishment of, of probably 40% of the entire country. So, Governor Cox, it is an apt comparison, and you're either being historically ignorant or you're just being, an, uh, uh, again, being a useful idiot. My... My bet is on both. I think he's an ignorant, useful idiot. Do you think he's useful to the to the oligarchy? I think he. I think I don't. I think, think he's losing his usefulness. I don't know he'll, that he'll be more than a one-term governor. He doesn't. He he's not very good at unifying the people. He's he's not. He's weak. He's very weak. Yeah. He's weak, and so he tries to please both sides. Well, he's both idiotic. sides end up being mad, and his his ideas are just. He. I mean, the way he he talks the the. It's he he isn't he isn't getting either side mad enough. No, but nor is he getting either side excited enough. I don't know how useful he is, other than that Utah something. Okay, we weren't going to talk about this, but I'm going to bring it up. Something is going on in Utah. I'm convinced of it. I just I can't articulate it because I don't have a lot of the but, facts. But, but Utah Utah is this look. Utah's in the middle of the Intermountain West. It's the crossroads of the West. It's where the railroad came together, right? The UP. Promontory Point up by Ogden, yeah. Union Pacific and the... Union Atlantic. Met. <laughs> no, it's not the Union Atlantic. I know, it's... <laughs> Who, what was it? Transatlantic. Trans... It was a transatlantic uh, can railroad. It, can, it, but... can it be called the transatlantic... Trans... We can't use that term anymore. Trans, it's the Transcontinental Railroad. I right, don't know why. It's not the Transatlantic Railroad. <laughs> Transcontinental. <laughs> anyway, you. Utah's in, in a great, you know, now you have I-80 and I-15 that converge near that spot. It was the Central Pacific and the Union Pacific that hooked up. Right, right. Okay. 
anyway, there's a few things out there where people have pointed out that Utah has been a, a kind of an uncommon place for tech, for uh, there's a lot of government kind of intelligence agency type things like the NSA data center. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have this thing called the Inland Port, which is controversial. You have a lot of companies here, a lot of you know private businesses that specialize in computer security and d- digital ID and things like that. We're one of the first states to sign on to this digital driver's license movement. So there's something going on in Utah. Well, there's the, all the UN, UN garbage, right? The yeah. U, UN summits and... and right. uh, they took over the Salt Palace for a couple of days right. or something. Didn't allow the press in. Yeah. The the state of Colorado has had a large governmental presence for, for a long time, many decades. And I, it might be due to their uh, geographic strategic location, you know, right there at the edge of the plains and the mountains. But I, I think that sometime in the last 50 years, the oligarchy realized how dependable the members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saint were and how easily they are to compartmentalize mm-hmm. how well they follow authority without asking questions. Yeah, they get, they, they get hired probably— And they know a lot of languages. Probably get hired more than any other single denomination into the intelligence community. Now, obviously, there's more just other religions, you know what I'm saying? But— there's probably as many LDS people in that community as there are Catholics, is what I'm saying, or evangelicals or whatever. It's a very popular recruiting ground for the intelligence community. Yeah. Because like you said, there are smart people who know languages, who know how to learn languages, who know how to teach languages, among other things. And they follow ru- the they rules. They follow the rules. They follow the leaders. So some things, uh, maybe some, someday... This is an interesting tangent for another. Now that we're sort of in a different episode, I mean, <laughs> that break did kind of break our train of thought, but we will get back to COP26 here. We're, we're just postulating on what happens next. Anyway, to answer the question, uh, Cox is probably not as useful as an idiot as, as they thought he would be. And no, Governor, that's not a compliment. <laughs> <laughs> if Spencer Cox... If you're listening, please come on the podcast. We would love to have you. We'd love to have you. I won't even sit in. I'll just let Bobby grill you. I won't grill you. Massage. You, it'll, it'll be a I, massage. I will just ask you basic questions that you probably won't have any answers to. That's all. How long will the podcast go? I, 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 expect, five, five minute I expect he would stand up and walk out after the first question. What would the first question be? I'll be Spencer Cox. <laughs> you ask me a question. <laughs> okay, first question. Okay, well. First question would be, <clears throat> welcome, Governor. Thank you for being here. Oh, I'm so happy to be here. Thanks so much. Follow me on Instagram. Follow me on Facebook and Twitter. Um, yeah. Go Cougs. <laughs> no, oh, by, a, by the way, did, did you know that I'm he's from- a Utah State Okay, Aggie. Go, go Ags. Did you know that I'm from San Pete Valley, that I'm a farmer? I know that you so have this, a fake farm that you let die this summer. So, yeah, I might not really be able to answer all of your questions. Cause I'm just a kind of a, from a podunk town right. and, Governor, you know, I'm a simple guy. Governor, I do have a question for you. Did your dad pay Governor Herbert $250,000 to pick you as his choice for lieutenant governor? What, what, what was the question? You heard it. <laughs> uh, 
You know, I haven't talked to my dad in a long time. And a, uh, one of my a, favorite things it's about... It's a yes or no question. Yeah, one of my favorite things about my father is that he's a great farmer. And down in San Pete Valley, where we do a lot of farming, um, you know, you can go out and look out at the, the, the mountains there, and it's beautiful. And it's what, it's what all of Utah should be like, except with a lot, of, a lot more development and um, a lot more like Salt Lake City. But I love it down there because you can farm... And so, yeah, my, my dad and Governor Herbert are uh, acquaintances. And, you know, I know a lot of people in high places and uh, they're really good people. Uh, what else? What else do you want to talk about today? Bobby? Bobby Flood? Is that your real name? No, no. My real name is Robert Flood. Thank you for asking. Oh. Bobby's what my friends call me. So you can call me Robert. Governor. Okay, Robert. Uh, well, while you're taking a moment to think about your next question, I'd <laughs> like didn't to answer my first question. Sure, I did. All right, we need to move on. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, in politics, the as Catherine Austin Fix explained, that if you get a question you don't like, you just answer what you thought would be a good question. Yeah, answer what you wanted them to ask you. Okay, I can't remember if before we stopped uh, recording and I didn't notice for twenty minutes. Did we, did we, we introduced to the Hopkins article. Right. And we kind of talked around the idea that there, the oligarchy is losing the narrative. The Corona Pe- narrative. People are starting to wake up. They're realizing, hey, let's go, Brandon. The emperor's not wearing any clothes. I'm not sure we got through that whole uh, rant that I made about the emperor's new clothes, I don't but remember. I'm not going to repeat it. I think our audience is familiar with the idea. Right. The and the, the point is that we're at that, we're at that juncture in time where the little kid says, hey, he's been saying it all summer. He's, they're not, he's not wearing any clothes. And the, and the people are catching on. They're like, hey, yeah, he's not wearing any clothes. And the emperor says, oh, they might be right. But he continues to walk ahead proudly because right. the show must go the on. The show must go on. While, you, you can't reverse it at this point. You can't come out and say, we shouldn't have right, locked but the, you down. But we the nobleman... Have, made you wear masks. Right, but the nobleman must continue to hold high the train that isn't there at all. That's what we're seeing is the the elites, the oligarchy, the people who think they're part of it, you know, the the that whole segment of the population that are useful idiots that love to watch television. Isn't it crazy how people think they're involved in it but they're really Nobody just being controlled? Nobody thinks they're the useful idiot. I know, but they that's that's how they get you. They 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 get you all excited about what they're doing, but you're right. just watching it on television, and then you have to walk around and say things like safe and effective, safe and effective to people who are popping out of the matrix. You're like, no, 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 no. Didn't you watch the television? It's safe and effective. It's how we get our lives back. Right. That's your job. At what if, point do if, we get our lives back? Is it 15 jabs? Is it... Right. If you do that, though, if you if you follow that narrative, you can consider yourself one of them right. even though you're a podunk surf that's not making any money or doesn't they don't give one rats uh ass about yeah some some dude from nowhere that but just as long as you go along with your their narrative you're allowed to feel like you're part by of. by the way that hypothetical question i asked the uh governor is, is that confirmed is, no no but it's a it's a rumor. A well-known rumor fact. <laughs> well, look, the, well, the, the amount may not have been. It was a co- campaign contribution, right? If you go back and you look at some of the news headlines when Herbert chose Cox, it was a surprise, right? Mm-hmm. Surprise rookie legislator. with. He no, was the lieutenant governor. 
Well, it was when it was when Herbert chose his running mate. Oh, he as chose, lieutenant governor, he chose Cox as lieutenant governor. Oh, so you think that's when he was paid? Yes, that's the idea. My dad's a farmer. He doesn't have two hundred fifty thousand dollars. It's because he's not a farmer. <laughs> but anyway, nobody knew who Spencer Cox was, and suddenly he was chosen. He had, he had no clout in the Utah political scene, and there was another guy that everybody thought was going to he was going to choose. I don't remember his name, but go back. I don't remember what year this was, but if you look it up, you, you can, can find do news. The, you, ar- can do the research. you can find news articles that sort of dance around this idea of who the heck is this guy? And why did Herbert pick him? And, you know, now years later, I think we, he picked him cause he's easily controllable. Somebody that the strong arm is going to be able to hold down. Like the teachers unions paid him a lot of money and suddenly the teachers unions get to the front of the vaccine line even before the vulnerable uh, elderly population. That's true. That happened. I was offered the vaccine because of my part-time employment with a, in, inside of the school district in like early January, long before people who were 70 plus were quote unquote eligible. Because the teachers' unions bullied their way to the front. Anyway. Right. And statistically, all the people you're around don't get it, don't pass it around. Right. But they do get myocarditis. No. <laughs> okay. Well, okay. Play, so, play the clip of Prince Charles. So what we, we, we were talking about, you know, Hopkins in this article t- talks about they got to switch to something new to ruin us, right? Or they got to double down on the COVID narrative. Right. And I was saying that the great thing about these degenerates is that they tell us exactly what they want to do and what they want to do next, what they're going to do. They did this with pandemics, right? Bill Gates was out giving TED Talks about pandemics. Fauci famously said, there's going to be a surprise pandemic. That was, not, that was a new one. I don't know. In what, the next few years, I don't yeah. know what that accent was. But yeah, he said, you know, Trump will definitely be Faced with a pandemic. with a surprise <laughs> pandemic. He said, surprise pandemic. I don't know how it's a surprise if you know it's coming. It's like when Kamala C- Harris walked into her surprise birthday party and she was the one that yelled surprise. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> and then she kissed her husband. They both had masks on. It was really weird. Anyway, Prince Charles is telling us. Sounds this like is, a surprise press conference birthday party. This is at the, when I was in some opulent room probably in the white house or somewhere surprise photo op birthday party right of course because i always have the press at my surprise parties okay prince charles who was married to princess diana he's 170 years old according to bobby flood she was killed by the government paparazzi agents driving cars or something she died under suspicious circumstances (laughs) I was in trying, Cam- trying was in- to get trying to get out of the the royal family. Have you ever seen the movie The Firm with Tom Cruise? Uh, have I seen that one? I he, don't know. He's he's an attorney and he ends right. up working for the mob and he tries to get out. Yeah, you don't get out. You'd never get out. Well, Prince Charles is. This is at the COP twenty six uh, conference, which is happening right now. Again, I don't remember what we if we introduced that, but this is a climate conference with all of the government leaders around the around the world they flew over there on their private jets they're eating you know opulent expensive beef that we're not supposed to eat <laughs> they're flying you know they flew there they have motorcades 
I saw videos of motorcades waiting outside, they said, idling. They you know, the said cars that, are running. Uh, they said that uh, President Biden had 85 cars in his motorcade. These guys, there's video out there, two of them arriving, you know, these different leaders, are, and they walk in on the red carpet, which is outside, and they have these military UN-type soldiers. Maybe they're British, because this is happening in Scotland. So maybe they're UK or Scottish police or military. Anyway, they're standing there all masked up with their you know, bayonets and things. The, then the people walk indoors where the camera cuts to them indoors now and they take the masks off. There's another one of them lined up for portraits, you know, group photos and they all have the masks on. And then you hear someone say, all right. And then they all rip the masks off. It's all theater. These people know it's fake. They're jamming it down your throat. So that's part of the psyop here. It's part of the torture technique. We see that it's fake and it's theatrical. And they say, and what are you going to do about it? What they, are you going to do about it? They say it? there are five lights. Say it. Five lights. Right. Say five lights. So what's coming next? Well, let's let Prince Charles tell us. So, ladies and gentlemen, my plea today is for countries to come together to create the environment that enables every sector of industry to take the action required. We know this will take trillions, not billions of dollars. We also know that countries, many of whom are burdened by growing levels of debt, simply cannot afford to go green. Here we need a vast military-style campaign to marshal the strength of the global private sector. With trillions at his disposal, far beyond global GDP, and with the greatest respect beyond even the governments of the world's leaders, it offers the only real prospect of achieving fundamental economic transition. Okay, okay, Bobby. I think I finally understood it. We've listened to it four times now, right? Do it again. You've got to do it again on air because we're on the re recording here. I was typing it. A vast, the, 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 you, we want to listen to what he actually is saying. A vast military-style campaign marshaled by the global private sector, okay? Right. I was trying to type it up. With trillions at its disposal, and then he said something about respected by the governments of the world's leaders, I believe, no, is he, what he said. What he says is, with, all, with the greatest respect, beyond the scope of the governments of the world's leaders. So what he's saying Okay, is, but that's what I want you to replay. Can, are, you willing is, to, are you willing to do the listeners? Okay, let's take a poll of the listeners here. Can we hear it one more time? Yeah. Yes, yeah, play it again. What he's saying is basically, you know how some people say like, no offense or with all due respect, and then they say something disrespectful or that's what he's saying. He's saying with all due respect to you people here, my audience... This goes beyond what your your governments can do. We have to that might be the case, but a military style interve intervention with the corporations of the globe is basically what he's saying. Private military style, unaccountable. But he said trillions at his disposal, greater than GDP. And then he talks about the governments of the world's leaders. But that's the part that has been bugging me. Okay, let's listen again. What he's saying is this can't. This is too big for the governments of the world's leaders. Because he says, with the greatest okay, respect... Well, I, wanna, I, I believe okay. you, sort of, but I want to hear it again. All right. I don't really believe you. With all due respect, Bobby. Don't make me. Don't make me replay it again and again. And, okay, here we go. So, 
Ladies and gentlemen, my plea today is for countries to come together to create the environment that enables every sector of industry to take the action required. We know this will take trillions, not billions of dollars. We also know that countries, many of whom are burdened by growing levels of debt, simply cannot afford to go green. Here we need a vast military-style campaign to marshal the strength of the global private sector. With trillions at his disposal, far beyond global GDP, and with the greatest respect, beyond even the governments of the world's leaders. Okay, did you get it? A military-style campaign to marshal the power of the global private sector with trillions at its disposal, far beyond even global GDP, and with the greatest respect beyond the governments of the world's leaders. So he's calling for a private, public, military-style intervention that will be doled out I think I and controlled by the corporate... He said, and with the greatest respect, comma, beyond the governments of the world's leaders. Yeah. So, so it was exactly what you were trying to... So I should have believed you. <clears throat> you but the way he... We had to hear the inflection there because he says, and with the greatest respect, beyond the government of the world's leaders. So that means even you don't get to control this. Right. What he's calling for is a massive public-private military-style intervention to force the world into whatever it is he and these people believe is the global economic transition. Okay, let me let me read that, that again. I think I, I think I got for. this. He said the countries are being burdened by the growing their growing debt and they can't go green. Hence. He says, here we need a vast military-style campaign to marshal the strength of the global private sector with trillions at its disposal, far greater than global GDP. That is astounding. Right. Because he didn't just say trillions. He said far gl greater than global GDP. What is global GDP? GDP? What, is the, what is that number? It's got to be in the multiple tens of trillions, hundreds of trillions. 93 trillion for 2021. Okay, so he's saying they need more than $93 trillion. Where are they going to get that? They're going to print it? I mean, what does that do to our currencies? What does that do to us as individuals who save or work for $15 an hour or $100,000 a, a year or whatever it is? What, what is that really talking about? He says, he, 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 doesn't, he doesn't frame it as an organization. He calls it a vast military-style campaign to marshal the strength of the global private sector. He's talking about an, uh, uh, the gov world government, the, clo the global climate government. If you, right. have, if you have more money than world GDP, you own the world. I mean... Well, and it also, he might, be, he might be insinuating that a military-style intervention needs to take over these companies so then they, then they can be used to instigate this transformation basically he's calling for world fascism world domination world domination in his what, what was the British response accent. what was the response to this well they cut to it's hilarious they cut to boris johnson right the uk Build prime back minister burger yeah 
and he looks Build bored. Back batter. His, his hair is obviously disheveled. His mask is all askew, and he just looks. He looks like a bored kid in church. He's like, well, I don't need to worry about this because they've already told me they're going to give me a million, couple million dollars. What is your million dollars going to be worth if they introduce more than the global GDP back into the system for climate fight? What worries me about it is that if Hopkins is correct, right, in this article we referred to. And it wasn't Hopkins more talking about potential uh, reversion to coronavirus themes? Because well, he wasn't talking about climate, was he? Well, he talks about they've got to do something next. Yeah. And he, he, his philosophy or his, his premise is if we can survive through the spring, through all the madness of this winter, then, then we'll win. And I don't necessarily agree with that. Well, but, but we, will, we the, will break the, the narrative. Sure. We will win but, by breaking the narrative. But it, it, the narrative, he's talking about the coronavirus narrative. See, that in, in the emperor's new clothes, the show must go on. In the real world, to make this show go on, they've got to become more and more aggressive, more and more. That you have the emperor who's going to start right. Here's what he says: his guards to kill people who say he's not wearing clothes. Here's what he says: They're facing a, a growing working class revolt. Millions of people in countries all over the world are protesting in the streets, organizing strikes, walkouts, sickouts, and mounting other forms of opposition. Despite the corporate media's Orwellian attempts to black out any coverage of it or demonize all of us as far right extremists, the new normals. This is the term he's giving to those people. The quote: New normals. They are very aware that this is happening, and the official narrative is finally fa- falling apart. The actual facts are undeniable by anyone with an ounce of integrity, so much so that even major globo-cap propaganda outlets like The Guardian are being forced to grudgingly admit the truth. He says, no, globo-cap, that's global capitalism. This is the private sector that uh, um, Prince Charles wants to co-opt with his military-style campaign organization. He says, Global Cap has no choice at this point but to let loose with every weapon in its arsenal, short of full-blown despotism, which it cannot deploy without destroying itself, and hope that we will finally break down, beg the knee, bend the knee, and beg for mercy. So he's, you're, you're, I think you're accurately articulating what he says, but I'm rereading it for emphasis. Mm-hmm. He, he's saying they have no choice but to let loose, and so you're, you're saying that it's climate. It's a climate lockdown. Well, Climate lockdowns, I think, are going to be one of the that th- those aren't the end game, right? The end game is, the end game is a global digital currency that they can control every aspect of our lives with. That's, in my opinion, once that happens, it's over. Right. The cl- climate rules are just an entangling web of regulations to snap to snare everyone into their regulatory framework. Right. Right. I mean, everything. It's, you know, it, 60 years of climate panic didn't do what a year and a half of COVID yeah. panic has been able right. to the, do. Right. This, this is supposed to make everyone accountable to this military-style campaign. Uh, Prince Charles's uh, climate police, we'll call them. Right. And then you get hauled into court for strange things like owning a, a firearm. You get hauled into Brussels because, according to the climate regulations, lead poisoning the environment is bad and you own lead yeah, bullets they'll, they'll, or something they, they can couch anything into climate just like they did with COVID, right yeah if it's the air that you breathe yeah but it's gonna the end game i think is well the ultimate end game is just world domination they've been saying that for decades yeah it's just control 
and they, and, they want they want but if they more can, granular control over how everything. Do you, how do you control every individual on the planet by controlling their money, their livelihood? And they can do this with a digital global currency. Look, these things are being talked about by these people. The they have a name for them. It is central bank global or central bank digital currency. Right. CBDCs. Right. Right. Not CBD. Right, because that's different. You might need CBD though, because this will. You're going to need some TH, your, THC, not the your, CBD. Okay, yeah, the CDB is a, is doesn't do it. Doesn't do it. The THC does though. But if they can eliminate all currency as we know it and replace it with a central bank digital currency, they can control everything you do. If you are, if you get on the internet and you type "Let's go, Brandon" on Twitter. They, they can, can shut you they down. They can fine you or shut your such shut your uh, money down. Now I think in, in when that happens too, they can also control the internet. The internet, I think, hangs by a thread right now. Are we are internet. we are we facing a, an internet shutdown? You know, I we talked about this last year, right? Or was it earlier this year? Had it been earlier this year? I think I think that's one of the ways that they can instill a whole bunch of more panic or or just shut like for example they could shut down New Zealand's internet so then there's no way for any of those residents to tell the world that they're trying to revolt or Australia or anywhere else seems like if they shut it down like that's the that's the last one of the last things they want to do because they use the internet to uh, ring the Taco Bell. I don't think they they, would, they use the internet to do the control. I don't think they would shut it down. I think what they would do is sanitize it and get rid of all the misinformation, right? There's, a, there's an article today. Let me read you the headline. This is from Axiom.com, one of the propaganda outlets, propaganda news type outlets. What do they say? I'm just looking for the headline here on my Twitter because I, I bookmarked it so I could come back to it. Yeah, Axi, Axios, sorry, Axios.com says... And this is really, this is, this is combining, this is the combining of these worlds, right? Internet platforms have let climate denialism run rampant for years. Now, efforts to curb climate misinformation are finally happening in the wake of a more serious global conversation. And then the, uh, the headline for the article itself, that's the tweet that introduces it. The headline is, Big Tech Finally Reckons with Climate Denialism, written by somebody named Sarah Fisher. And so, so here, 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 here she says, Internet platforms have let climate denialism run rampant for years. That's the, the tweet. She, she repeats the tweet in the opening of the article. And she talks about this conversation, right? This, or this conference, COP26. Well, what first of all, what in the world is climate denialism? Who knows? And who like, is that person? I mean, we, we have all these people writing all this stuff that nobody knows anything about. That what are their credentials? Do they have right. any credentials other well, than having gra- graduated from a liberal university or an illiberal what this statist is, it's university? The, it's the useful idiots in the press calling for more more censorship and for big tech to shut down certain voices, to sanitize voices, or in Governor Cox's parlance, you know, the conspiracy theories, disinformation, and lies. We have to get rid of that. We have to eliminate those things from our society and have one narrative 
that's sanitized and approved by the oligarchy, by the powers that be. And if you don't obey or don't believe that, or you are a climate denier or a science denier, your currency is going to be shut off. You might have to do some jail time. You might be sent to the labor camp for a tenor, as <coughs> Solzhenitsyn called him. A tenor. Yeah, a decade of servitude at the mine. So, meaning 10 years, not uh, a member of a quartet. Right, not a tenor, but a tenor. Hmm. That doesn't that's, sound, that's that doesn't the, sound there, good. There's only, one, there's only one destination that this road we're on leads to. There's only one, and that's we've seen it before in different countries, right? We've seen that. Now they're doing it on a, on a massive scale with every, every, every country in the world is on this same, as Frederick Hayek called it, the road to serfdom. We're on that road and we're speeding like at 95 well, we've miles been an surfs. hour. We've been serfs for a long time, but I think we're just finally realizing that right. and, and the, they, the, the mirage is breaking down. The, they, the Davos the cult, illusion is the going people away. at these conferences also realize it. You go, look, Prince Charles is a guy who's old. He knows that his life's going to end in the next five, 10 years. He's just going to- 70 plus years. He, he, he wants to see this stuff that he's been working toward his whole life come to fruition. These, these people are disgusting and sick and twisted. They want, to, they want to kill off 30% of the global population. Bill Gates has openly talked about that. They want to control your currency. They want to control what you eat. They want to control how you live. They maybe, say this. They this isn't a conspiracy maybe, in the sense that it's something come on, that Bobby. Just, some come on. crackpot comes up with. They tell us what they're going to do. They tell us. Yeah, and I'm I'm right there with you. And uh, I'm I'm just saying we really should. You should watch the movie Transcendence. We should talk about it because you, you look at uh, Prince Charles and these people. They're getting old. I wonder if they think they can live forever. I wonder if. If they think if they sacrifice enough of us other uh, 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 enough of us other people of, of of mankind that the that the the demonic entities that they worship behind the veil will give them the secrets of eternal life, the movie Transcendence with Johnny Depp is important. It's it's really important. I think you should right, you should it. watch it. We should talk about it because that's a question: is do these people think they're going to achieve eternal life? Maybe they well immortality is the word. Do they do they already have something that's going to help them achieve immortality does he does he think he's going to live beyond and maybe revitalize that well, last, uh, ancient looking body of his last week we talked about the religion of the state or the state being a religion and these but we haven't talked about the religion of the oligarchy that right, much because it's right. very dark the very very dark the um, before we started recording today for the first time <laughs> for our snafu, our technical error brought to you by Pfizer. Um, we were talking about the false king, the false king dilemma. I don't know if that's the right word, but we talked about how we talked a little bit about it's the Hamlet story. Hamlet, you have the Lion King. You have an issue here in this world where Satan rules. But he's not the right king. Sorry, right. keep going. I'm interrupting you. No, no. I think it's I think it's uh, appropriate because you you also called it an, a matrix type situation where we're in a s simulated world. We're in a fallen world that has been pulled over our eyes. Right. A, va a veil. He has forgotten everything. <laughs> he's come like a little. He's become like a little child. So 
these these people who try to rule this world are who you know who are they who are they ruled by well ultimately it's satan now to say that people go oh you religious weirdos or they'll be like or or if they're religious they'll be like yeah they're tempted just like everybody else they're greedy they're tempted they don't get it no 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 no, no, we're talking about them overtly they overtly are in contact with evil beings like you know how joseph smith said he saw god the father and the son and angels and stuff Mm -hmm. like that they interact with otherworldly beings. Some some people think they're space aliens. Some people think they're demonic. Whatever they are, that's the point. Is right. it appears that there is it appears that that is going on. And I would postulate that they don't believe those are the bad gods. I don't no, think no, they, they they th- believe those, they're being those led gods by God. Right. Those gods come to them and say, "No, this it's your right to rule. You, you need to do these things for us, and we will give you this." And I don't think they think that they are doing the wrong thing. I think they think they're doing the right thing. Of it's just that the conditions the, through the, the parameters through which they view the world is that they have the right to do this to you. Right. They have they the have right. Dominion. They're divinely inspired. They're divinely chosen. Again, to, to, to put it into current terms and terms that we're all familiar with by now, look at the coronavirus narrative. How has it been framed? It's been framed as the salvation of humanity depends on you doing certain things. And if you don't do these things, even though the things are illogical and they change every week and every month, if you don't do them, you're a denier, you're a heretic, and you're also a murderer. You're killing people. This is a spiritual war. It is. It's a Mm -hmm. battle between good and evil. Whether you're religious or not doesn't matter. We're in a battle between good and evil. Yeah, it's on funny. Both sides of the veil. It doesn't matter what you think. It, it the reality is what it is. People somehow think that they can go, well, I don't believe that, so therefore I'll just live my life this way. We are affected by uh the consequences of our thinking. The the war in heaven never ended. Right. And you know, the word consequence is interesting because we think of that like, oh, consequences. Ah, I'm going to get if I do this, I'll get that. Mm-hmm. Think of it in its Latin um form con means with sequence means what you think it means a sequence so it's what comes with the sequence right it's just it's sort of mathematical four plus four equals eight unless you're into um unless you're a racist a racist yeah and then it's (laughs) then it's nine or something (laughs) like that but the problem with thinking that four plus four is nine is that when you try to build uh an airplane and make it fly or when you try to triangulate based on landmarks on the earth or stars or heavenly bodies, you end up in the wrong place. Those things just don't work empirically. So that's what I'm saying is thinking the way the public in general is thinking is like bringing a knife to a gunfight and thinking you're going to win. You just, you just don't bring a knife to a gunfight. You get, you get slaughtered if you do that. Well, and this I was thinking about some. I was thinking about that scene in Indiana Jones with the swordsman. Yeah, and he's whipping he, the sword yeah, around, and, and and he just pulls out his gun and shoots him. Yeah, and then he, they, 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 uh, they, and then in this, was it in Last Crusade where they reenacted that, but the gun didn't go off, and then he had, or to, he didn't have the gun in his pocket or something. Yeah, I can't so remember. I thought that was really good <clears throat> storytelling, and just to tie that back in. But, but there's some. <clears throat> There's, if you th- think about what, 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 uh, here in the United States and even here in the great state of Utah, what, 
what is dividing people? What are people busy arguing about? Well, we're arguing about masks. We're arguing about the vaccine. We're arguing about mandates. We're arguing about trails that go through neighborhoods. We're arguing about meaningless garbage. Okay. Masks, vaccines, all of this stuff is just meaningless. It's stupid. Meanwhile, meanwhile, back at the ranch, right? They're just, they're, they're, they're plotting the destruction of the world. Yeah. And they're telling us there's some speculation that this cult, this occult, this, this religion. Yeah. That part of it is that they, if they tell us what they're going to do, and we don't object too strongly, then they have our consent. And there's kind of, there's also speculation that if they tell us what they're going to do, then, then almost like they have to, like all religions have these commandments and these rules, right? One of their rules is you got to tell the people what you're going to do. They tell us, they've been telling us for decades what mm-hmm. they're going to do, what they're, you know, go back to the progressive era, the so-called progressive era, first 30-ish years, you know, basically. 1890 to 1920-ish, yeah. somewhere in there. Eugenics was out in the open. It was popular. It was, it was, it was uh, endorsed by all the thinking people of the time, the, the so-called elite, the self-entitled elite. There were Supreme Court justices, there were professors, there were celebrities, presidents. They all advocated for the forced sterilization of degenerates and imbeciles. Those were the words that they used. Now They even made movies about it. Right. And who are the degenerates and in, in, in the imbeciles? Well, you, me. Anybody who maybe had a physical or mental uh, challenge, you know, Down syndrome, right? Right. You know what they do now with Down syndrome people? They just don't let them get born. Right. Like 90% of... They do a test beforehand. 90% of those positive tests are aborted. Like the, 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 spec, the, 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 the stats are astounding. Look into some abortion stats sometimes. They're appalling. But the eugenicists never went away because eventually that the social pressure on them kind of turned the turned you know the tables were turned and and people said no this is gross this is bad they didn't go away and they didn't stop being eugenicists they just rebranded themselves as climate people climate you also have um you know well abortion helped a lot with that again a shout out to alex jones's documentary endgame i'll remind you again that the first half of it is about the bilderberg group uh which is a group of global leaders that meet triannually at a ranch in colorado known as the meadows now that's <laughs> i'm quoting so i married an axe murder we've we've done that before too but you can't help it because they they put that into the public mind oh yeah they put it out there and then they they make it ridiculous yeah, there's it's an supposed old to be ridiculous, you remember that but, uh, sitcom called barney barney something where there was a character named barney in the sitcom We'll have to do some homework here, but there's a scene in it where the actor, I believe, is um, oh gosh, I can't remember what his name is right now. Um, the actor is uh, he just recently passed away. He played the kind of the patriarch of the family, the Bluth family in Arrested Development. <laughs> I don't Jeffrey know. Jeffrey Tambor, maybe. Anyway, he when he was a younger actor, he he appeared on Barney Fife. Barney. This is Barney from uh, Andy. No, that's Barney Five. Barney something. He was like a policeman, I think. Barney from the like seventies and eighties. 
Anyway, they arrest this guy and he's in the station. He's going and he and he lays out the the new world order, right? He's like they they meet at the the hotels and they they're they're trying to control our whole world and they just laugh at him, right? The the point I'm getting to horribly getting to is that they put out I can't find anything. They put out this uh they put out this idea that this conspiracy exists and then they turned it into a joke. They yeah. turned it into something that for crackpots. You know, Spencer Cox in that editorial that we mentioned earlier in the Deseret News says that that it's just it's just fringe groups doing this, right? He otherizes. He does exactly what Hitler did. Yeah. He others people. Marginalizes so it's you, just yeah. it's just crackpots and fringe groups that are doing this. Well, if that's the case, then why why does it even need to be addressed? Why is Let's Go Brandon popping up everywhere? That's the, right. that's the thing. Right. But the, the, that's that's what they're looking for is uh, greater control, and they're losing it. And um, you got to realize that the. I don't think they're losing it. I just think that. Well, no, I think so, that's what they're. I they're think that's so, why it's starting to come out. All think, this, all this uh, crying that oh, you're you're anti-Semitic for comparing us to the, right, what the Nazis right. did, even though we're doing exactly what the Nazis what I, did. What I think is happening is that the oligarchy maybe thought they had it, they had us, and they're realizing that that there's going to be more opposition to their divine grand design oh. than they thought. Well, H.G. Wells laid it out. He said a lot of really beautiful people would die um, in the turmoil leading up to the New World Order. There was another another man they like to quote. I can't remember um, who he is, but, but made a comment that the uh, progress towards the New World Order will look very disjointed and messy. It won't look like we're going anywhere, but it's going gonna, it's gonna right. to end at a certain place. And so this is all in Alex Jones' documentary, Endgame. Again, I wanted to give a shout out to that because he does a really good job in the second half explaining how eugenics went underground and rebranded itself as climate change. And you got to realize how anti-human the whole climate change ideology is. It is a religion, and it's anti-human. It is anti-you. You shouldn't have children because you're killing the climate. You, if if you bring another kid into this world, their carbon footprint destroys the the environment. So it's the they've been able to make uh, people in their minds very influential people, which is a lot of the population, associate. Uh, create this conflict in their minds between mankind and the earth right. and that somehow we're incompatible with it and right. that we, we don't deserve to live when the earth was created for us. That's the whole, that's the whole right. point is we, the point of the earth is for the men and women that are supposed to experience the experience here. Right. The point of the earth is not for the earth. It's for the people. Right, and right. so anyway, End- Endgame it's, does a really good job explaining how he has a new one. It, by the eugenics way, eugenics got rebranded. Yeah, called Band. Alex Jones has a new one. I it. haven't seen that one. I haven't but, either. But, but the uh, but Endgame was significant enough, especially the second half of it. He's he's got Huxley on tape. They've got clips from that video or from that film in the early. There were there were several films done where they they're trying to popularize uh, sterilization of people. Right. And uh, it's and they, just and, very and well worth your time. that's never gone away. They've just done it differently, especially with abortion. And, and abortion, abortions have been overwhelmingly statistically... Targeted towards minorities. Targeted towards minorities. And it's remarkable. And it's, it's really sad. 
Uh, I found that clip. It's from this show Play it. so-called Barney Miller. And this is from the 1981 episode. They're the ones who should be arresting, not me. Why didn't you say that before? What we got here? Karen, this is William Klein. He was wrecking an office. But I, I just wanted to meet them face to face. I wanted them to admit what they were doing. Who is they? He was in the office of the Trilateral Commission. Trilateral Commission? Yeah, the Trilateral Commission. <laughs> All right, what is the Trilateral Commission? It's an organization founded in 1973 by David Rockefeller to bring together business and political leaders from the United States, Europe, Japan, so they could work together for uh, better economic and political cooperation between their nations. And with that, that's what they'd like us to believe. <laughs> but you see, what they're really up to is a scheme to plant their own loyal members in positions of power in this country, to work to erase national boundaries, create an international community, and in time, bring about a one-world government with David Rockefeller calling the shots. <laughs> I take it they're pressing charges? Yeah, well, uh, uh, he broke a globe and, uh, and some UNICEF artwork. Well, they're in on it, too. <laughs> okay, Mr. Klein, if you I'm, just... I'm telling you, our whole way of life as we know it is in jeopardy. <laughs> I appreciate that information. But I, 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 have, I have the documented evidence. It's all in there. Show him. Well, he's got, uh, got these magazines here. Conspiracy Review. Suppressed Truth Roundup. <laughs> oh, this is totally going on our, our page. Would you like to hear the names of just a few of the people who have been on the Trilateral Commission? Uh, not particularly. James Earl Carter. Heard of him? Look, Mr. Klein. Henry Kissinger. You heard of him? Walter Mondale. Who? <laughs> Mr. Klein is John Anderson, George Bush. Now, you remember at the, at the convention, everybody thought it was going to be Ford for Veep. You know what happened? David Rockefeller just picked up a phone, put in a call. Hey, Ronnie, forget Jerry, it's George. Bye. <laughs> no matter who won in November, they had their man in the White House. Are you through? Wow. So they prophetic. It's it, it's that is brilliant propaganda. Walter Mondale, who? Right. <laughs> he was the candidate that ran against Reagan. Right. <laughs> so Barney Barney Miller was a that was a popular TV show, but brilliant propaganda. They have the nut job. They got arrested for doing some vandalism played by Jeffrey We're going to We're going to link of course to this on the uh, mindvirus.show webpage. And he lays it out. He says things that are true. Those are you know, people on the trilateral commission are being placed in high lateral or high high uh, positions. Right, and the way that the other positions. the way the other detective explained what their goals were to have a global community work together right. in a corporate manner. That we are witnessing the fruition of that. We've seen it. Right. Where they've taken over and that now we need a, a military style campaign above that to unify that, as Prince Charles says. And everything that the crazy guy says is met with a laugh track. Yeah. A and laugh track. It, and it all came true. And it all came true. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, funny. It's it's brilliant propaganda because what they do and there's countless there's countless and there's tons of people out there that would say and that's great isn't it great oh isn't it great what we have now countless examples in 
TV and movies of the conspiracy theory theorist being the nut job, right? If being we didn't, if we didn't, person. if we didn't have that mechanism, how would we have gotten the vaccine so fast, Bobby? And how would we have gotten all of these coordinated responses so we could shut down to protect against this this deadly, the ravage, the ravages of the pandemic? I mean, not just the pandemic, but there's yeah. a war on it, and the ravages. Yeah, right. How would we? How would we have done it without all that? We wouldn't have been able to do it without all of that. Well, there is no pandemic without the press. And there is no pandemic without the corporations enforcing the rules and, and, also, not, and not pushing back. And also, there's no pandemic. <laughs> Pounded the table. Well, there is no pandemic. <laughs> now, I don't think you can say that on the air without getting canceled. But Well... There might have been one for a short period of time in the spring it depends of 2020. On what, it depends on what the meaning of the word is. But even is. now, by definition, by the established definition, there is no pandemic. Right. There, there never has been a pandemic because to the public, pandemic means a very significantly damaging, ravaging disease that kills lots of people. And to the policymakers, pandemic is a technical term that allows them to enact emergency controls. We've been over this right. the, uh, over and over and over the again. The Salt Lake County mayor... Her name is uh, Aaron Mendenhall. Mendenhall. Uh, not related to Bronco Mendenhall. I'm going to look this up. I have to look this up again, this, what she said. At least it's, not closely. It's quite interesting. Um, and Salt Lake, Salt Lake has a city mayor, and they also have a county mayor. They're both progressive liberal women, and I don't know how they get along if they have... Cow, liberal cat fights? Yeah, little Ill, cat power Ill, struggles. Ill, I don't, illiberal I don't know. cat fights? I don't know who has more power county or the, rawr, the city rawr. but she aaron mayor 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 aaron mendenhall and i'm stalling here wilson looking. she's a jenny wilson she's is a, the county mayor yeah right? she's a uh, descendant of a former salt lake city mayor ted wilson oh I, I remember ted wilson i remember the name didn't he have some controversy alta club and didn't he yeah he yeah anyway I'm I'm sorry. I'm I'm you can stall while I'm looking this tweet up. <laughs> okay, well while Bobby is looking that tweet up, I just that I I can't believe you remembered the that episode. That's hilarious hilarious. It's not funny. I'm sorry. Well, the reason I read I I I can I, I don't remember it from when I was from 1981. I remember it because that clip's been circulating over the last few years. <laughs> You remember it from when you were a kid. Yeah. I, it, it's stuck in my mind. No, I, it's funny because I remember saying the exact same things to p- family members. And them. I, I think I might have said it in a more convincing, articulate way, but still got the same response. Oh, right. Mm, sure, sure. Sure. Who are these people? Walter Mondale. Who? <laughs> that was good. That was a good joke. It was, it's funny. I mean, they got great writers. It's really funny. But... Uh, and they they let that thing play out, you know. People are just laughing at the guy because he's so crazy. But with the advent of the internet and all the additional information that's come to light, that's pretty mainstream commentary right now. And that's the problem for the uh, corporate press, the the oligarchy, is that it's it's not just that one guy now. It's thirty percent of the population or sixty percent of the population. We don't know. Um, Matt Tabby, while you're looking that up, there was a great article. Now, there's most of it's behind a paywall, but there was a great article on the whole Let's Go Brandon Explained uh, issue 
by a guy named Matt Tabby, who's a Substack writer, you know, one of these ostracized journalists. Yeah, that, he's worked for like some pretty mainstream outlets in the past, you know, <clears throat> quote unquote mainstream. Quote unquote. Corporate press. <laughs> yeah, he, he had this great uh, article called the quote, let's go Brandon freak out goes next level. And he, he, we talked about it, I think right at the start, how a Southwest Airlines pilot made the comment. Did we mention that on the podcast? I don't I know. I think we might have. I don't, I don't know what, what got lost when we got, when we got shut off, but uh, Southwest Airlines pilot uh, flying from Houston to Albuquerque you know, at the end of it, they're supposed to say, thank you for flying the friendly skies or something like that. Thank you for choosing us. We know you have uh, lots of options. And please enjoy your stay in Albuquerque. And this guy at the end of it says, and let's go, Brandon. (laughs) Much to the audible gasps. There were audible gasps in the cabin. Apparently there was a, there was an AP reporter on the plane. The, the public or the, uh, the intelligentsia, the elite media wants you to think that it's a vulgar insult and that it just means F Joe Biden. It doesn't mean that. Right, uh, Tabby, so, it, it does. That's one part of it. But I think the more important part of it is, and I interrupted your punchline, so you, you laid the punchline down. Well, he just says the phrase has since become a war cry for people all over the country being at once, being at once or simultaneously a burn on Biden and the anxious airbrushing press and the corporate conglomerates who are taking preemptive action to try to prevent such outbursts from ever again darkening America's door. He says in parenthetical statement here, NASCAR and and NBC have since taken steps to limit, quote, ambient crowd noise during interviews. That's how bad it is, is that it's people are spontaneously breaking out in Let's Go Brandon chants at stadiums all over the country. Those are the regular people. These are the people, they want to lump everybody in as a deplorable Trump supporter, and these are not. These are people that voted for Joe Biden. This This is people who are just sick and tired of it and they're trying to cover it up. So it's it's a big deal. I think that I hope that as you as listeners are out there letting people know what you think. Now is the time. Now is the time to let people know what you think and to push the let's go Brandon narrative and let them know it doesn't it doesn't mean F Joe Biden. It means we know what they're saying. We know that you're lying to we our faces. We know that you're lying to our faces. Right we know it's a big shirt. of reality. So I found this thing. It was Mayor Jenny Wilson, so not Aaron Mendenhall. It's okay. Jenny Wilson, who is the county mayor, right? Salt Lake County mayor. She said, we still feel we're in an emergency. And then she says, so the sooner, because this was a debate over federal money, right? So the sooner, this is still her, so the sooner we can get beyond COVID, the sooner we can use the funding for other purposes. So she's still declaring a state of emergency. When you declare a state of emergency, you get money from the federal government. Governor Herbert loved him some federal emergencies. We had federal emergencies all the time that we never even knew about as residents because they weren't emergencies. They're just ways for him to get money get money from the federal government. And so, with that money comes all kinds of stipulations. So she can't even she can't even claim that there is an emergency. She just says, Well, I feel like we're in an emergency. Her she feels like it. Well, Mayor, the rest of us don't feel like it because there isn't an emergency. I can go out and about and do my daily life, go about my daily life as I have for the last two years. There's not an emergency. Right. 
there's not an emergency. Now, if you're if you're listening out there and you're involved in politics, don't ever let your county switch to a mayoral system. What that does is it builds up a bureaucracy that has all this un, uh, power that they suppose, right? And they start to use it, and they they start to do things that require them to continue to do things. Right. Uh, Utah County, on the other hand, has a county commissioner system, and they, they tried, tried to change to it, it. But the people, I think, saw through that because of Salt Lake County's problems that they're having now that they have not one illiberal statist mayor, but two. Yeah. Not only does Salt Lake City run uh, the show up there in North Salt Lake County, but they've extended that to the county by imposing their system on the rest of the county. Right. And Salt Lake County, through all this COVID nonsense, has been much more strict than the rest of the state. Right. Well, Salt Lake and Summit counties, where Park City is. Park City is sort of voluntarily just given all their liberal their uh, liberties. And their, we want to be New Zealand, too. There, there was a time, and it might be true still, that Summit County had the highest rate of vaccination. <laughs> they were all just very eager to go get their shots because the shots are a political statement nowadays, just like the masks. You, you yeah. get it. You're showing your compliance and your obedience. And it's a two-tiered society. It's if you, if you get the mask yep, yep, or if that, you get the shot. What, yep, that's what it is. Yep. If you get the shot, then you get to be in the, with the cool kids. Did, we, did, that, did that get lost in the non-recording or playing of Yacinda Ardern's comments? I don't know, but we'll link to it. She says, yep, that's what it is when asked if she's creating a two-tiered society, vaxxed versus unvaxxed. Yep, yep, that's what it is. We'll link to it. And she's gleeful about it. There's a video. We should probably wrap up here. Well, I wish that I could be like the cool kids. Because all the be cool kids, lyric. they seem to fit in. They seem to get it. I want to sing that, but I can't. I can't remember the tune. Dun, 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 I don't know. I'm making it up now. Yeah, that wasn't it. Let's, uh, okay, here we go. We're going to sign off with this. Uh, we'll get DMCA'd, um, but I'm going to look it up anyway. We, we won't get DMCA'd. But don't, you know what? Don't be one of the cool kids. <laughs> the cool kids aren't doing what everybody else is doing. If you want to be like the cool kids, think for yourself. Is this it? Yeah, this is it. See, I was close. Dun, 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 dun. I wasn't even close. I wish you could all see Bobby dancing. Get the vaccine. It's safe and effective. Well, anyway, you you got to get to the cool kids part. I know, part. I know. Let it let it go. We're gonna we're gonna get DMCA'd we anyway. We can talk over it in, for a minute, and then when it comes on, I'll move my. Here phone it goes. Back. Here it goes. There you go. That's it right there. That could be like our our theme song as a state could be that song right there, Cool Kids. And our theme song as uh, media acolytes could be that, right. Cool Kids. I wish that I could be like the cool Yeah, the Utah kids. sports guys, they want to be like the national guys. The, I wish that the I could be like here, like, the cool 
kids. Ben Winslow, the they want to cool be kids, like Wolf They Blitzer. seem to fit in. I wish that I could be like the cool kids. Oh gosh, I'm sorry, like guys. The cool kids. I should have muted that. Okay, we I can, can, we can edit that post. out later. <laughs> hey, we're going to sign off. We apologize for the technical problems. Hopefully, uh, and the singing. I'll. Uh, I don't apologize. I'll fix that in post. I'm not going to apologize for that. That used to be the phrase I hated so much when I worked in media. Because that means more say, work for you. I would just fix it in post. And I would say, no, let's let's get it right it now. right now. Re- redoing it now will take five minutes. Fixing it in post will take five hours and thousands of dollars. Let's just do it now. No, 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 no. You do it later. Fix it in post. Okay. Well, where we go next is also another good topic that uh, we could spend a lot of time on. I'd uh, love to get your comments. If you have any inspiration about what you think is going to be next, it could be alien invasion. But, you know, I, I think they're going to save Internet shutoff for a while. Could be could be climate. I, I think they're going to double down on the on the covid narrative for the winter. They will. Yeah, I think so. And you know what's coming up is the end of the year. We did a year in review to start off our podcast last year. We're coming up on uh, 52 episodes. We will have done one per week. Congratulations, yeah, we, we Bobby. We We've done a pretty good job. Uh, that's pretty cool. And we'd love to get your feedback on where you think we're going next and what, you, what you've thought about the podcast or anything, anything you have to say. Come to mindvirus.show and, and check us out and post on the web. Uh, appreciate some of those comments. We're going to have to revisit our predictions episode and see if we, we need to listen we to that. anything yeah. right. Because we're going to do a, a year in review and we can revisit the predictions and then we got to do predictions for 2022. Yeah, probably we'll do those episodes around the turn of the year. That's probably a good idea. Okay. <laughs> but I'm just warning the warning you guys, it's coming up. Yeah. It's going to be great. Don't have a good day. Have a great day. All right, signing off. <laughs>